What You Need to Know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? All right, guys. So, my boys, yes, I've only been married for a little bit, are the Super Bowl champions. And our famous Hollywood sign got a makeover. It now reads... Rams house in honor of the Super Bowl champs. You guys can go hike up there. You know, you guys can hike up to the Hollywood sign that has a a new kind of a slogan for a few days. It's going to be available only temporary. So if you guys have time to go on a hike or take a picture, it'll be available through Wednesday. I awesome. Have to, yeah. So cool. I haven't so been cool. up hiking in that area in a really long time. Oh, I love um, it. I also remember. I, okay. So because I live in the South Bay, I do a lot of my stuff in the South Bay. Like I basically don't leave like the whole um, Torrance, Carson, like. You're stuck I, in a bubble just like Yeah. I, I mean, I generally don't leave. <laughs> right. Torrance, Lomita. Carson, like Redondo, maybe Manhattan or Hermosa. Like I don't, you know, I don't really leave that generally. Hawthorne is probably as far as I go north um, most days. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, um, and it's like, yeah, like so. I went to Burbank this past weekend to watch Key and Travis and Kirk do their show, and I was like, damn! It took me an hour and fifteen minutes to get up here. It is mm. far as hell. So it's like driving that far to hike. I'm like, damn, I can just go hiking around here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but you won't see the sign. I mean, I guess. Like, maybe I go early in the morning. Because I feel like if you just leave before 10 a.m. anywhere on oh, a weekend, yeah. like, you can get there pretty fast. And it's open early. Like, 6 a.m., you're good. Yeah, if you yeah. Depending on what loop you do, you know. But it's I do far. sometimes a 10-mile loop. You know? You know? But, yeah. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. Obviously, I do go to Downey, which is uh, east of where I'm at. But, you know. Like oh, Downey. East. He's down. I always get down and Downey. You know that. It's true. I mean, this is such a cool thing, though, because (laughs) (laughs) if you know, you know. Yeah. The thing is about the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Everybody on the planet knows that landmark. Mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to. Everybody knows the Hollywood sign. Mm -hmm. Everybody. When I was growing up as a kid. Yeah. Out east, I would see the Hollywood sign, or I'd be watching a show, and they'd say, "Coming to you from, you know, Studio City, California, or Burbank." I was like, "I gotta go there, man! I gotta go there." Everybody knows the Hollywood sign. Yeah. So when the Hollywood sign gets dressed up for the Rams having won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. in their hometown, in their new stadium, that is the kind of symbolism that reaches everybody. That furthers what we were talking about last week, George, which is winning a generation of fans. Exactly. And I got to say, whoever came up with this concept of Ram's house over the Hollywood sign, freaking brilliant. Great idea. Great publicity. Great marketing. I love it. Take that, Charger fans. Yeah, take that, Charger fans. Yes, Laura, yes. <laughs> I knew you would like that. Well, I do because I, you're a Clipper hater. I'm I a am, Charger am. hater. So rather than hating on my hate, love my hate the way I love your hate. Does that make sense? No, that's not good. We should not love hate, but, you know. I don't, I'm not, people talk a lot of smack, you know, what? why I picked a team and why I didn't pick the other team. And like I said, San Diego. Yeah. I just got a picture of of the uh, Hollywood sign. They're not, it's not complete right now. It says it's still dressing. It's being it, dressed. It, yeah, it says rally rallyus is what it says. Uh, 
and they're covering it with the R. They covered the R, the A, you know, with an R A, well, and then O U S E. But it's still the L L Y is in there. So it says Rallyus at the moment. So I know that the picture that they had leaked, it was like yesterday's, and yeah. it wasn't completely. But to my knowledge, it should have been done. Already. Well, this person lives by there that sent me this picture. Oh, okay. Who's listening right now? Like literally lives in that area. Um, That's crazy. And, it should have yeah. been done. Because it's only yeah. there to I, I will. S- I will send in our group chat just this picture. Oh, please, Not to be posted you. anywhere else, but just I will send to you. Okay. Guys, you How come? How come we can't post it anywhere because else? Because I said so, jerky. That's why. Dude. Yeah, why? Because Not everything I- is, for co- is for content, bro. Well, I don't really care to post it. I'm just curious why. I'm just saying because I don't want this person, if they, you know, for whatever reason, to be outed if, just in case. He doesn't have permission to share it. God, you you always, always want to share everything. Not everything needs to be shared, bro. No, I don't care to share it. I'm just wondering. What I really was more curious about is why couldn't it have been shared? That's when you tell me I can't do something. That's when I want to do it. Cap, when no, you, when you, no, no, no. That's because you're a five-year-old sometimes. No, no. I'm a five-year-old all the time. Let's okay. get it straight. All right. There you go. God. I like the way you use jerky, and, and, too, by the way. That was yeah. good. And the person just sent me back a message saying thanks for not saying Who was anything. It? Who was it? I'm not me? telling you. Oh, I thought I could trip you up. I thought I could trip you up there. Why are you upset, Sedano, man? Damn. No, nah, he's not really upsetting me. I don't really nah, care. He just, he's but I just don't want him to send it because I can't. Like, you know, I'm getting something, and he's like, ooh, if you, it's not communal, bro. Rally. What does it say? Rally woos? <laughs> I just said rally woos. <laughs> I know, but I'm trying to see it. It looks all yes. fuzzy and blurry. And this person does say you are a five-year-old, that you are correct. That's funny. Who is it? I'm not telling you. Well, tell that so, person Tell that person. I'm about to be six years old later this week. Yeah. Rally knows. I think that's what it says. Rally knows. Rally use. Yes. I don't know. It's fuzzy. I think it says rally knows. Okay. How about you go pick your nose? Dude, I can't pick Ew. my nose anymore, dude. You have no idea. What did you I, do now? I have spent, like, days working on my nose, and it just hurts so bad. Ew, stop. That is yes. disgusting. That is a nasty visual. No one wants to hear about you picking your nose. <laughs> Damn. You really are a five-year-old. If you pull up next to me at a red light and you look over We know at me, that. Please stop. I'm going to be that guy. Please stop. Pinky's all up in there. Oh, please. Okay, so here's what I need to happen. The next time you are, if anyone ever sees Cap driving around his car picking his nose, please take a picture of it. And then you, I give you permission to post that on social yeah, media. Yeah, if I'm at a red light and you're yeah. sitting next to me at a red light and you're yes. taking pictures of me, you're yes. going to catch me picking my nose. It's just yeah. it's just a habit. Yeah. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Anybody Less, else feel me on that? Less than 90 minutes no. wherever you are. No, You never bro. pick your nose. You don't pick your nose, Laura. We're not even entertaining this, yes. this conversation right well, now. How about you, you just blow brain. your nose? It's not the same. Sometimes <laughs> you got to go deep. It it actually is better, isn't it? Like, it's just easier. It ever all comes out in one, like, sitting. I don't know. My left nostril actually hurts because I was so deep in there. Please, please, can we move on? Stafford, Matthew, why? <laughs> I don't know. Something. Just... I was actually going to talk about something else. Too, okay, my bad. Up. Whatever. No, something you mentioned. Gross. I forgot what it was in your thing that you were in there. What you need to know, but then Cap, you know, of course. She brought up the Hollywood sign. Then the you Hollywood brought up sign, the Hollywood sign. Mm, I've never been to the Hollywood sign. Yes, Oh. I've never been. I've never taken Ooh, a girl, picture in front of it. I've never it. been to it. I love. Oh, it. you should. We should. Have you ever done it? You should. Driven around and looked up and gone. Oh my God! Look. No, no, no. You gotta hike sign. it. Don't be lazy. Right. Or oh my God! Look, that's Scott Kaplan picking his nose. Yeah. Right. That. But that's not Thankfully, surprising. No. That's what you expect. It's on brand. Yeah. You know, I talk about these sorts of things. All right. Let's talk about some other things. Matthew Stafford. Hmm. 
I heard Key and the guys on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max all mm-hmm. say if he this is pre-Super Bowl, that mm-hmm. if he wins the Super Bowl, he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. I'll say this. I've been a big Matthew Stafford supporter, as we both know here. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer yet. Now, keyword being yet, but I think he's a Hall of Famer eventually because I think he will play out the rest of his career and he'll have the numbers to back it up and he'll have the championship. But I think he has more work to do. Is that being unfair? No, I don't think it's unfair. What I find interesting about this conversation, did Matthew Stafford go from, you know, good statistical quarterback to Super Bowl champion quarterback to surefire Hall of Famer? Yeah. And I just think a lot of us look at quarterbacks and we say, without a Super Bowl championship, you're going to be really hard-pressed to get into the Hall of Fame, especially in this generation of quarterbacks. You yeah. know, because you have a guy like Eli Manning that has two Super Bowl rings, and a lot of people don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but they think that just because he has two Super Bowls, by virtue of those championships, he is in the Hall of Fame. What I find, again, interesting about this is, you know who's been one of the loudest voices uh, that Matthew Stafford is not a Hall of Famer? Richard Sherman. And I love Richard Sherman. I mean, I really, he's like one of my favorite players in the NFL. But the one thing I would say to Richard Sherman is this. Hey, bro, who are you? Like, I love Richard Sherman as a player. L-O-B. You know, I love Richard Sherman. But, dude, you're not in the Hall of Fame. You're not a Hall of Fame voter. I don't think he's saying he's in the Hall of Fame, is he? No, no, he's he's saying Richard Sherman. No, he said that Matthew Stafford. He tweeted that Matthew Stafford isn't a Hall of Famer. Right, he's, he's saying Matthew Stafford has done nothing spectacular. Matthew Stafford didn't do anything so great in this game. Matthew Stafford threw a few picks. He led the, the league in interceptions. He never won anything while he was in Detroit. So Richard Sherman has come out and said that Matthew Stafford is not. And I say to Richard Sherman, well, you're not a voter. You know, like you're not, you don't have a gold jacket yet. You're not in those committee meetings. So I don't but know he's why not Richard Sherman he is like you. Why do you have to? This is why do you have to be a Hall of Famer to say I don't think someone's a Hall of Famer. I don't yeah. get that. No, no. What yeah. I'm saying to you is this: is that here you have a, a, an active NFL player who is saying that he's absolutely 100 percent not, and I'm saying, but who died and left you, boss, of who is and who is not? Now having an opinion is cool. That's fine. Um, listen, I think I think you can make a legitimate case. That Matthew Stafford winning a Super Bowl in his first year in L.A., that storyline makes him a Hall of Famer. On the other hand, mm. I actually think there's a case to be made that says if today he stopped playing based on the no MVPs, lack of Pro Bowls, no All-Pro appearances, people don't consider Matthew Stafford to be the best quarterback of his generation, I think there's a very strong case to say he is not a Hall of Famer. I just found it interesting that Richard Sherman came out so strongly and said, absolutely not. Like, uh, Richard, I'm sorry, are you already in? Did I miss it? Um, He's likely to be in, though. Possible? Certainly. More Certainly likely possible. than Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I mean, he's arguably, like, he was... Richard Sherman, to his... I mean, I, I would say this. Richard Sherman was considered if not the one of the top three or four corners of that de- of his deck of like his prime his of that decade yeah probably so and he yeah. and listen he played on those defenses in Seattle that not only won a Super Bowl but went back and were they were in a second Super Bowl and Richard Sherman had a great career like I said he's really he's I mean, been seven time years. pro Bowler Richard Sherman is not like a small thing you no know? he's he was one of my favorite players I just was surprised yeah. 
to hear him come out so strongly yeah. against... Yeah, well, he's a guy with strong Matthew opinions, Stafford. though. I mean, that's not that surprising, is it? Yeah, well, I just... Listen, I, I'm not saying that Matthew Stafford is Have a take, don't suck, bro. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah. I, I just think that Matthew Stafford has gone from really good statistical quarterback on a terrible team and in an awful organization to, in one year, Super Bowl champion. And I'm not sure. Listen, I'll tell you this. I was talking to a, an old ESPN guy. You'll know the name when I say it. John Clayton today, you know? Yeah. And I asked John the same question. I go, what do you think about Stafford? I mean, does this, like, elevate him to Hall of Fame status? And Clayton, who votes in the Hall of Fame, goes, absolutely not. Yeah. So, really? Wow. Yeah, I mean, he's still, got, he's still got a ways to go. Like, I don't think it's a lock. Yeah, I would agree. I think Sherman is way more of a lock if we're doing that. But uh, All right, coming up next, uh, the Staffords were partying. We, I want to get into that. And, uh-oh. There's some chatter about the Lakers roster and that one particular superstar may need to be moved. We'll get to that coming up in a few minutes as well. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. How funny was it that we were talking about this yesterday for some reason? The reason we were talking about it yesterday is because I mentioned to you that I thought Joe Burrow looks like, like Anthony Michael Hall. Correct. And you, we were talking about the movie 16 Candles. And you started to describe... I, I thought it was Breakfast Club, right, right. right. And yes. then somehow we got into a whole Breakfast Club discussion about who the characters were and what what stereotypes they played, and little did we know. Look how on top of it we are. We knew ahead of time. I mean, we didn't. We just completely lucked into it and stumbled upon it. But 19... Great song, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the, this is the song Crank at the end Lord. of the movie. Isn't this the song at the end? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't you forget about me. By the way, also my class song in 1995 in high school. 1995? Yeah. Ten years after the fact, huh? Yeah. Because it had like a little bit of a renaissance, you know, that music. The 80s music kind of had a renaissance in the 90s. Yeah, there was that that end of the movie when Judd, what, what's his name, Judd? Judd Hirsch. Hirsch, when he's walking off the football field and this song is jamming. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is when they're about to have lunch in the library and I think Ali Sheedy's character, I think, like has a sandwich and she opens it up and there's like some kind of disgusting like bologna or something on the sandwich. Yeah. And she throws it and, and it lands like it, it plasters itself onto some kind of a statue or something. Yeah. I don't know why I always found that to be hilarious. I love that movie. You guys know this movie? Laura, Lindsay, Breakfast Club? I mean, I've love seen it. it. Seen it. It's not yeah. my favorite movie, but it's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. I, there's a lot of great, I like to call them teen puke movies. Mm hmm. Um, I love teen puke movies. Like I loved American Pie. Um, I loved that. Bring It On. I love Ten Things I Hate About You with oh, Julia that's Stiles a, and that's Heath a Ledger. Great one. Yeah. What's the uh, one with Jennifer Love that. Hewitt? I love that one. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, where she was like the main person in it. Uh, Thirteen going that. on thirteen. No. I'm no. sure if you tell me the no. the, the, the name of the up. movie. 
obviously, like old movies like Grease, right? Like that's a, Ooh, Grease. That's a good movie. one. Love Grease. Yeah. But these movies, 1985, Breakfast Club, you know, Laura and Lindsay, you guys are like, yeah, you know, I've seen it. No big deal. When I was, th this is when I'm 15, 16 years old. These are the biggest movies going. As a matter of fact, yeah. what was the name of the gentleman who was the director of, of all these movies? Can't Hardly Wait, by the way, is the one I was thinking oh, of. Oh, that's a good one, too. Because there, there, he, was it Ivan Reitman? Was that, does that sound like the right name? Uh, he, well, I wasn't born. I don't know. I feel like, well, that's why sure. I think that it's funny because you guys are like. John eh. Hughes. Oh, John Hughes. Yeah. You, you guys are like, hey, you know, yeah, okay, I've no, seen it. No, 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 I okay. like the movie. I used to, you know, when they were on, sometimes they're still on, like, I like it. 16 Candles, even though it was out of my era, because I grew up with, like, more of the American Pie, like the She's All That. The 10 yeah, Superbad, you know also I mean? a really funny All high school movie. Superbad is funny. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. But, this, but these movies in particular, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, and there's probably another two or so that I'm-, I'm Say just, Anything? Say Anything's Cusack. a great one. John Cusack, that's a great one. Yeah. You know, really good- these were the movies of my teenage years, and Breakfast Club ooh. was like the definition of my high school years. What so. Like, ooh, you know, like, ooh, oh. back, oh, back yeah. in the day. House oh, Party, also a great teen people. Oh, that's movie. a good movie. Yeah. With Kid and Play. I love Kid and Play. Was that the one where they had the pajama jammy jam? <laughs> yes. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, what, Shout Dazed out to Chris confused? Reed, by the way. Oh, Shout oh out my to God, Chris Dazed Reed. and Confused is amazing. Dazed and Confused. That's one of my favorites. I love that movie. Dazed yeah. and Confused is one of my favorite, favorite love movies. I love that movie. Yeah. There's only one scene that really bothers me, though. It's the scene where they're um, where they're at the party, and what's the geeky guy's name? His name is like I think in real life his name is like Adam Goldberg. Or is that when he name? got yeah. beat up? He got beat up, and the the guy who's kind of the bully is like, "Hey, man, yeah. I came here to do two things: drink beer and kick some ass. Looks like we're about out of beer." And uh, and then he's just beating the dude down. But yeah. then um, what's the character's name? Oh, Randall Pink Floyd. Yeah, you know, because you got to do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do. Yeah. Uh, when Randall Pink Floyd had to come over and save his boy, you know? Yeah. Clueless is another good, uh, Clueless is good. puke movie. Yeah, uh, oh, good. how about like the football movies? Friday Night Lights and uh, what's the other one? Varsity Blues. Mm. Whipped Cream Bikini. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to make uh, it By the way, here. KTLA yeah. uh, used, I don't know, do they still show like 80s movies over the weekend? Or are they just showing news all day? I don't know. Good I question. Know. Yeah. I don't watch TV like that no more. I know. Who does? I guess that's fair. Beto, Beto texting me. Beto says, yeah, KTLA. Now he said showed all the 80s movies. So he's not saying if they do or still don't. Um, God, I'm so glad you guys love Dazed and Confused. What a great soundtrack. A movie. What a yes. great story. Oh, line. sorry. Judd Nelson from The Breakfast Club. Judd Hirsch is the guy from Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Judd Nelson. That was his name. Yes. There yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. He, yeah. he was wearing like the weightlifting gloves yes. and the trench coat and he had the yes. hairdo. Yes. Thank you to our other Beto, Beto and Whittier. Who, uh, who tweeted us that? There is the Beto and Whittier slash, you know, Beto Duran, where, you know, we have to try and make the distinction between the two of them. We do. We have to do that. All right. So, real quick, um, Stephen A. Smith said something on first take today uh, that I wanted to discuss in reference to a Lakers superstar. Laura, do we have that audio? Yes, we do. All right. Let me hear what Stephen A. said on first take today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about the Lakers beyond this season. They have to trade Anthony Davis. Hmm. You don't keep Anthony Davis. Here's why. Because his value is his value as a player. But durability is a question mark at age 28. 
as you get older, those durability questions are going to be more prevalent. So when you think about his stock being as high as it's going to be, isn't that right now? And if you're looking at LeBron James and the fact that you need additional pieces, I, I got to say, Anthony Davis is the guy that you could get a lot for in return, potentially, mm. because of his potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not wrong. No, listen, I know that for a lot of people, George, they may hear that and go, that is Laker blasphemy. The notion of trading Anthony Davis, how dare you? But in all seriousness, if we're thinking about the long-term future and even the short-term future, they don't really have a whole lot to deal. And so if you were going to choose between LeBron and AD right now, and you, if I, you know, like, hey, you got to have one or the other. You can only keep one. Who would you keep? Um, I would keep LeBron. So would I. So would I. So, so listen, I mean, maybe people think it's blasphemy, and maybe people are like, no, actually, it's not, because if we're going to start looking at the future and we're going to start to project how long LeBron has, well, I think LeBron with a group of guys is better than AD with a group of guys. And I'd rather take my chance by holding on to LeBron than AD. But I mean, can we get real here for a second? There's no way LeBron's letting AD go, is there? Uh, I don't know. I would say, you know, remember when you asked, we were talking about like, is it, you know, a couple weeks ago, right? I said, do you no chance LeBron leaves L.A.? He's committed to L.A. Like, and, I, you know, I kind of softened that a little bit last week where I was like, I don't want to say no way. I'm not going to say absolutes, right? Like, I'm going to leave the door cracked a very tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Um, on this one, I will say I don't think it's a foregone conclusion to answer your question. I, LeBron... I would say that's as strong as I would go, that I would say that I think LeBron would be open to anything. Wow. Um, see, I actually thought that the the concept of trade Anthony now, Davis. Now, by the way, that is yeah. me speculating recklessly, as you like to say. I like I like reckless speculation. But I, I like would say if I'm if I'm LeBron at 37, I think that I'm I'm searching all avenues that it would take for me to regain championship contention. And Stephen A's right. Like, the best trade chip they have is Anthony Davis. Right. And now would be, and I say now, I don't know if now is today or maybe it's in the offseason, but now is the time because Stephen A's point is well made. Anthony Davis, he has an injury issue. Now, he seems to be healthy right now, and he's putting up some decent numbers at times, but he he gets hurt every season and misses significant amounts of time. What if I told you right now you could trade him to his hometown in Chicago, which has already been a place that, you know, has been rumored for him to be at for many years. And you can I can get you Zach Levine, all-star. I get you Patrick Williams, who was a top four lottery pick that's been hurt all year. And I can get you maybe Alex Caruso back. I would say that, and I'm just using this as an example, but three guys with three different skill sets – versus one guy who seems to be hurt a lot and who doesn't really seem to love to play in the paint. Now, look, the game may be a little bit different today than it used to be, at least for a big man, but I still want to see Anthony Davis use that big, strong, physical body of his, right. and, and he doesn't really do that often enough.
Yeah, um, and, my opinion. Because I, I would say this. Now, maybe Zach Levine, you, it may not be Caruso either. It may just be Levine and Williams because Levine is going to get paid soon. Um, so maybe that number will – it'll be bigger than the 19 and a half he makes now. But Patrick Williams, I think, is a really good prospect. I just think he's been injured early in his career. He's had some bad luck. Um, but I don't think it's anything he can't overcome. And I actually think playing with LeBron would make him – an incredible player moving forward because I'm not saying he's LeBron. I'm just saying he's a big dude who plays the forward position that has more to his game than I think people realize. I actually love the fact that we're having this conversation and that neither one of us said Anthony Davis is 1,000% considered to be an untouchable. I think that if you're doing everything you can to win as fast as you can because you've got a limited amount of time remaining with LeBron – if that means that Anthony Davis has to go, then that's what it means. Yeah, I, I, I don't think anything is off the table is what I would say. So, I just uh, wonder if LeBron and his team, I don't mean the Lakers, I mean LeBron, Team LeBron, not the L.A. Lakers. Yeah. I just wonder if they're too interconnected business-wise. I, I, would, I think wise. I just told you, like, I get that, but, you know, Rich Paul is has got to be the agent for Anthony Davis, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... And I think that he has to do what's in the best interest of Anthony Davis, too, which perhaps may be somewhere else. Like, I don't know. I'm just guessing on that. Like, I don't know that to be the case. But um, we got to run because we're way over the break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Lens, what do you got? Well, yesterday, OK Magazine, uh, if you follow them on any social media, they posted a story on their Instagram that claimed that Alex Rodriguez is basically really really missing his ex jennifer lopez no surprise there we remember he tried to do a lot of things to get her back but anyway her other ex her ex-husband mark anthony decided to comment on the post with nothing but six laughing crying emojis and that's just plain cold mark anthony (laughs) my question is simple to you guys is it petty of mark anthony to comment on the post about his ex's ex swipe left or swipe right cap Um, I'm going to swipe left and say, no, it's not petty. Rather, it's funny. I like it because I am, you know, petty and immature. I was going to say, you're, you're petty things. yourself. Yeah, so. and this is right up my alley. I love this stuff. Team petty. Yeah, like, like not Richard petty, just petty. Not STP petty, just petty. NASCAR people, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I, I'm trying to see, like, I'm not, I want to read this. So like, what is the story again? Like, I'm confused. Like, so A-Rod posted something and then he posted no, no. under it? So OK Magazine, they had a post on their Instagram and it's like the quote is something about, you know, A-Rod really missing. Oh, I see the quote here. He believes Jen may start to miss what they had together, but she's ready to put him in her rearview mirror is what he said. Yes. That he made a comment. Yes. That was on a, that was like a, like a actual comment to a reporter. Okay. And so then he, you know, Mark Anthony, being her ex-husband, just responded to the post with a bunch of crying, laughing emojis. Oh, I see. Being super petty. 
Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's awkward for sure. Um, who knows what all those people's relationships are, though? You know what I mean? Like, I saw she was with at the Super Bowl with Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. Yeah. And A-Rod was at the Super Bowl, too, right? With his... Yeah, yeah. I saw him. He was, Lady like, friend. rocking out. Yeah. Yeah. He he looks like he's moving into boomer territory where he <laughs> he just looks like he's trying so hard to be, like, cool and young and hip and relevant. And it's just, you know... I mean, not saying he's not. It just seems like he's trying really hard to stay that way. What if A-Rod and Ben Affleck came face-to-face and it turned into a brawl over J-Lo? Who you got? Well, Ben Affleck is like a fighter and, like, if you put him, act him in a movie. Like, he's not as big or as strong as Alex Rodriguez. So I'm guessing if – I mean, I don't know if A-Rod can fight, but I know if he connected, he would do more damage than Ben Affleck. Yeah, I would probably take A-Rod. Yeah, he's Latino, man. He's crappy. He's good. Yeah, but I would say, though, that if you're Ben Affleck, even though you – probably are like this is not a winning proposition for me because remember like eddie murphy used to always make that joke like you put me in a movie i'll whoop your ass you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah right <laughs> but um if you're ben affleck though you got to go for it because no one expects you to win if you get lucky and you're not oh bad, yeah you may get a lucky punch right yeah. and, it, and if yeah. you don't you get beat up people are like so yeah. what a rod beat him up and right. uh, a rod of doing. course he would beat him up right, right. Although it would be a that. bad look for batman to get beat up you know mm-hmm. yeah but i'm staying out of that like if i'm mark anthony like, just the fact that he commented on it and, like we said, like, being petty. It's like, stay out of it, you know? I don't know. I just feel like, you stay on it. You don't need the drama. I don't think he cares, right? Like, I think that's clearly that's part of it. You know what I mean? So. Well, speaking of drama, Tom Brady said that he's retired, but not everybody is buying what TB12 is selling. Not even his best friend, Gronk. So, Gronk recently talked to USA Today, and he said, quote, the guy can play at any age. If he's 50 years old, he can still come back. I think he's going to come back, but in a couple of years. The guy's a beast. He can play any time. Do Gronk's comments make you think any differently about Brady's future in the NFL, Sedano? Swipe left or swipe right? Swipe left. No. doesn't change my mind in one bit. Um, I know he's still – he just – like, he's saying these things. Like, even the other day, he's already saying, like – his most recent comments were something to the effect of, like, he's happy, but, you know, it's day-to-day, but he's happy. And it's like, bro, you're, you're, it's over. Like, you, 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 it's over. Like, it's fine. Like, it's okay to do something else. I'm going to swipe right. Right, because you think he can play when he's 70. No, I just I, – actually, I think Gronk is wrong, so I'm, I want to make sure I'm swiping the right direction. I think that if Tom Brady steps away from the game, which as of right now he says he is, a year from now, two years from now, you don't walk back into the NFL at 46 or 47 years old, 45, 46, 47. You don't walk back in and just pick up where you left off when your last year was 5,300 yards passing at 44 years old. I mean, what has kept Tom Brady young and – I mean, able to continue to do this is the repetition. And Eric Weddle walked off of a two-year retirement, but he played safety. It's a world of difference, in my opinion. So I, I think if, if Brady walks away, I think he's really done. But I'm not so sure. So related question, do you think Gronk's done? I think Gronk without Brady, I would say Gronk probably done. Interesting. What do you guys think? 
I don't know. I think he's going to keep playing because he's got all those great endorsement deals. It seems like the kind of guy who's like wants to be in the limelight. He's still, you know, living it up, enjoying life, not doing too much. Like he didn't have a, a, a spectacular season, but he had a pretty good season. I feel like he could still he's still hanging. Well, he could still collect that money if he wants to. That's for sure. Yeah, I think Gronk's done, too. He's banged up all the time. Well, speaking of banged up. Now that the Super Bowl is over, I don't know what it has to do with being banged up. But I don't know, but it was a good attempt yeah, at a transition. I mean, we got. I mean, people got banged up watching yeah. the game. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> NFL has officially released the 2022 first round draft order. The Jags, of course, have the number one pick for the second year in a row, while yeah. Jared Goff's Lions have the number two pick. Oh, okay. The Lions also have the last pick of the first round, which is one of the picks that the Rams traded them to get Matthew Stafford. So picks are great and all, but do you think that after the Ram, what the Rams did to build their Super Bowl winning team, that more teams are going to be willing to mortgage their future for success right now? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Yeah, I think there'll be more, if that's the question. Yes, I'll swipe right. I think there will be some teams that are close that will push their chips to the center of the table. I think that will become a more frequent thing. Although I do think it's a bit of a misnomer that the Rams are only doing that like, and that they don't have like a base of drafted players. I believe there's 28 players in this roster that were drafted on this team. So, um, But yeah, but I, I do think that clearly they, they push. You know, They push forward, yep. I'm going to swipe left. It, it seems like a vogue thing to want to try and do. Oh, it's a copycat league. Everybody else is going to try and do it. Well, good luck. I still think most teams are going to attempt to build through the draft. But I will say, I mean, if you really study the Rams and, and you could duplicate, which would be hard to do, um, not having a first-round quarterback and only potentially having that guy for four years or five years on a rookie contract and then having to become what the Seattle Seahawks are, which is most of their money seems to be wrapped up in their quarterback, which is why they lost so many of their defensive players, even though those guys got older and got hurt. But still, too much money into the quarterback. The, the Seahawks were good when Russell Wilson was on that, that rookie contract. So good luck to everybody who's going to try it. I just don't think enough people will, will find success with it. No, I think there's only a handful of teams that can pull that off just based on their position, you know, in as far as how close they are from a roster perspective. So, all right, Linz, one more. Okay, one more here. Um, all right, so this year's Super Bowl was the most watched TV show in the last five years. Ten yeah. or 101 million people watched on TV and another 11.2 million streams online. However... Despite the fact that it was in their home city and included their home team, L.A. did not even crack the top ten for local market viewership. Interesting. This is supposed to be a big deal or no deal question, so I'll just ask you that. Is it a big deal? Swipe left or swipe right? Um, how many – where, where did, do you know the number of how many people? Um, I don't, but it wasn't – like I said, it wasn't even in the top Does it have like a rating or num uh, attached to it or something? I or can no? find it. I can find yeah, it. Yeah, if you could find it, I think that would give me a better idea because there's 10 million people in L.A. County. Um, so I'm trying to think like – or in the L.A. County, yes, in, in like surrounding areas or whatever. So like I think that that would give me an idea of how what kind of percentage of the audience – uh, watched it, right? Like, I think that plays a role in it. Because I'd also like to compare it to other years in the Super Bowl, right? Like, maybe it's just like, I don't know, it was a really nice day on Sunday. Like, there's probably people like, yeah, I like football, but not that much. And I got other things to do. I don't know, hang out at the beach or whatever. 
Like, I, I just think that there's there's that, right? Like, clearly Cincinnati was going to be number one because it's like they haven't been there in 30 years, and there's not much to do in Cincinnati, no offense. But, uh, well, actually, take offense because it's just the reality of it. But it but is kind of crazy that it was the most watched TV show in the past five years and that L.A. wasn't even in the top ten of viewership, isn't it? Right, but that also goes to show you about your, what your options are, you know? So I think that that plays a role in it, too. So um, Detroit was number two, by the way. All those Detroit fans were watching Matthew Stafford. I will so say I this. The, the, it, it does surprise me without digging into the data and understanding, yeah. you know, um, just because L.A. wasn't in the top ten, but the percentage of televisions that were viewing the Super Bowl may have been this, which actually may be more than there were in Detroit or Cincinnati. I'm just playing it out here. Right. But the per- a smaller percentage in L.A. is probably is way more. It's probably way more televisions than in Cincinnati or Detroit. Yeah. Yes, but, but I will say as somebody who's like a football guy, you know, someone who thinks football rules the day. Yeah. Um, it is surprising to me that the Rams are in the Super Bowl. And by the way, the Rams' television ratings over the last couple of years have increased significantly year after year after year, showing that more people are taking greater interest in watching the Rams on television. So when you say it like the way you're saying it, Lindsay, that they're not, you know, L.A. wasn't in the top ten, yeah, that, that does sound surprising to me. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Karen, uh, Kiki's coming up here in a second. That crazy hail she was talking about is now hit my neighborhood. So. Dude, the weather today has been crazy. We went from summertime all week last week to rain and cold and other sorts of precipitation. Yeah. Just crazy how it happened overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like at times sunny today, at times really cloudy and dreary. And now it's like hailing that hail stuff. She was talking about uh, coming from, uh, you know, the mountain area has, is working its way this way and is now here. Um, so anyway, all right, that is radio, uh, radio Tinder each and every day at five thirty. coming up next. All right. We've talked a lot about the Rams, but what about the other couple of teams that compete against them here? How do they factor into this equation? We'll get into that coming up in just a second. Sit down on cap with you here on 710 ESPN. Hopefully the hail isn't hitting you out there while you're listening to us and you're driving around. I'm, uh, you know, not a lot of hail here in Southern California normally, so there's that. So oh, hail. Oh, hail. Yeah, like Laura would say. That's right. I she would say, say um, that. She would say, oh, hail, no. Yeah. But in oh, this case, hail, it's... No. Oh, nah, hell nah. yes. Oh, hell nah, dude. Nah, nah. Oh, hell nah. Hell nah. My yeah. B. My B. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so, anyhow. So, real quick, Lindsay, we found the numbers, right? The LA TV market stuff. So, it's um, LA had, what, 36%? A, yep. a 36 share? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a 36 share of 5.7 million homes in of TV homes, as they count it, in Los Angeles. Still 2 million homes. It's a lot of people. You know? That's more than Detroit and Cincinnati. It just doesn't. It's not the same market share per se. More homes in those areas we're watching, but still totality, still a lot of LA homes watching that. Of more the than collective, though, of the collective, less people out of the whole pie were watching. Right? Oh, yeah. right, but there's a lot smaller pile, right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like that, those numbers are kind of skewed that way. But you can know? you think of any other market where like that would be the case? I mean, New York. Oh yeah, I guess that's the only other one I could think yeah. of. Happens all the time in New York. Actually, a market I grew up in, Miami. It just there's a lot of stuff to do there, and there's you know. And so like when LeBron and the Heat, those guys were playing in the Big Three, and you know like, and that was, I mean, those are the highest rated games since like Michael Jordan, basically. <laughs> um, you know, and you know they had like thirty six percent. I have a question. 
yeah. in regards to this. So would it also uh, count because maybe just in Cali, the weather, everything. So you go to parties or whatever. So it's like you're not individually watching it, but you're. Well, watching I think it, it just people. counts as households, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know how the the, the breakup is necessarily, but yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't know. I mean, um, listen. Take the LA part of this story out of it for a second. Just think about it. And I don't know if we all really have a chance to kind of think about the numbers. A hundred and twelve million people, 112 million watched the Super Bowl. Yeah. So between television viewers, which Lindsay, you yeah. said that was 101 million, right? Yeah. And then yeah. streaming viewers, which apparently increased, I want to say, by Another, like I, don't, I think fifty yeah. percent year to year. Twelve million people on streaming services. Um, a hundred and twelve million people in the world, and I, I, or is that, or is that just the United States Here watching, the just watching the Super Bowl? Think about one day of the year where it's like a holiday where everybody's watching the same thing. You know, it truly is incredible because when you look at ratings for like NBA championship games, Game Seven, NHL, Stanley Cup, Game Seven, you just look at the numbers and you're like, okay, twenty some odd people watch, but a hundred plus million people. That is just it's hard to even grasp that many people just goes to show you what the NFL and what the Super Bowl is. And that's why having it in LA at SoFi stadium with the Rams in it, that's why it was such a monster deal. And then now the Hollywood sign and then tomorrow is the big parade. The parade is going to be so awesome. I think because people want to come out and do things. I now look, I think, I mean, it's Wednesday afternoon, middle of the week. Yeah, so he, here's a here's I, I found like if we're gonna break it down like I found it here on NBC's um, on Pro Football Talk. It says Los Angeles, which is uh, which was both the Super Bowl host city and the home team for the Rams, thirty six point seven uh, as a rating, as Lindsay said, um, a seventy seven share. Um, the Los Angeles market is never in the top NFL local TV ratings, but that's a phenomenal local rating for LA, representing about five times as many households as watch the game in the number one rated city in Cincinnati. So five times. Yeah, so it's like 400,000 households as opposed to 2 million. Yeah. So, Still yeah. pretty amazing. It really is. Yeah. And and yeah. again. And that's just if, one city. You know what I mean? Like think about it, 2 million in one city out of 112 or whatever it is. A lot. So I feel I, like for L.A., that's great. Yeah, I mean, listen, if the Green Bay Packers would have been playing the Cincinnati Bengals at SoFi Stadium in the Super Bowl and we yeah. started to look at the ratings and we said, well, how how does L.A. rate as a football market? I mean, how many people were really fascinated by the Super Bowl in your hometown, even though it's the Packers and the Bengals, just using that as an example, the numbers would be drastically less. Right. You right. know, I, I really think this was the Rams factor, not just the Super Bowl factor. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think it yeah. played a role in it for sure. Yeah, I absolutely think it played a role in it. Well, so. it actually leads us, George, this conversation about you know ratings and how many people were watching the Super Bowl on Sunday. It leads us right to where you were going before the break when you said, "Right, what do the rest know, of these teams do?" Yeah, right. Yeah. See, see now, you can tell me all day long that L.A. is a Raider town, and what I would tell you is that was probably true until Sunday night. I got it. There's a lot of Raider fans in L.A., you know. Um, But the Rams winning the Super Bowl in their hometown, the way they did it, the Rams immediately going to Disneyland yesterday, the parade that will happen tomorrow that you can hear on 710, 
All of these things, the, the Hollywood sign, I keep mentioning it because it's such a monster landmark. This Super Bowl championship will change the landscape of who is the dominant football brand, NFL football brand, in Los Angeles. That is my prediction. Raider fans, you buying that? Raider fans, you guys ready to 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 understand that the Ram, whose house Rams house that L.A. is going to belong to the Rams? I know Raider fans take great pride. Hey, we still own L.A. Not when the hometown team wins the Super Bowl, you're not going to own it. I think Raider fans are going to have something to say about that. Do you? Mm. Oh yeah. Like I'm not buying that at all, dude. No, you're not I, buying I'm a Rams it. fan, and I know this is still Raiders town. You do, huh? How yeah. do you? What, what metrics do you use? Do you know what data should we use? I mean, to, I don't uh, have a lot of data, but you know, oh, just kind just of brains. NFL data. I don't know from brains. what I've seen. Eye test. You love the eye test. I'm an eye test guy, but I think things will change. Can I? Can I sell you guys on this? No, since, we've you, talked about this, Cap. It will change, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen a year from now. It's going to happen years. Multiple years from now. Yeah, Actually, it'll take a long time. But I, but I they're chipping this. away. They are chipping away. Yeah. But but you know what, Laura? Here's what I'll say. Because yeah. because um, because what you're but saying. He, he, so real quick, let, to put this in perspective, with like you know, because I wasn't just going to refer to the Raiders. I was also going to refer to the Chargers. And Ooh. by the way, even even the Lakers Ooh. and yeah, even the Lakers and and Dodgers. So I'll give you an example. The last time the Lakers, I mean, I, I don't count the bubble because they happened in October. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, that's not the right time for the NBA Finals. But the last time, I, I'll do it on the other side. I've got the numbers of when the Lakers and Celtics played in 2010 and what, what that number looked like locally here in L.A. Um, and, 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 you know, so because I, I think that plays a role in this too. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll get to that on the other side. Uh, we do want to talk about the Staffords celebrating because I think that's pretty hilarious, uh, the way they've been celebrating. And... The Rams have some questions that need to be filled. Their coach, is he coming back? Is their best defensive player, arguably player, coming back? A lot of question marks. We'll answer some of those next. But real quick, caller 7 right now, 877-710-ESPN, will win a Rams championship Super Bowl hat. So good luck. Caller 7 now. 